Achieving Clarity podcast. My name is Ben Morley, an Air Force pilot turned consultant. Each episode, you will hear actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life, personal and professional, to achieve more clarity, purpose, and effectiveness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical clarity training. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Achieving Clarity podcast with me, Ben Morley. I hope this finds you doing well. Today, we will begin with an excerpt from author Greg McCune. Nearly 400 years ago, Gustav II, the king of Sweden, saw the Viking need to upgrade his armada of ships. He wanted to protect the people from the growing naval power that surrounded them. His attention was drawn to building a giant military warship, and he found a shipbuilder, the Dutch master shipwright Heinrich Hybertson. The Swedish king tasked him to build what became known as the Vasa, which was to be the most powerful warship in the Baltic, if not the world. This project was of the utmost importance to King Gustav, so much so that he allowed a whole forest of a thousand trees to be cut down, providing the lumber for the project. He opened the royal coffers as well. He assured Heinrich Hybertson that he would have an almost unlimited budget to complete the project successfully. Unfortunately, the king kept changing his vision of what the final product would look like. First, the ship was going to be 108 feet long, with 32 cannons on deck. Later, the length was changed to 120 feet, even though the lumber had already been cut to the original specifications. No sooner had Heinrich's team made the necessary adjustments, the target shifted again. This time, the king decided the ship needed to be 135 feet long. The cannon requirements changed as well. Instead of 32 cannons in a single row, he asked for 36 cannons, cannons in two rows, plus another 12 cannons, 48 mortars, and 10 more similar caliber weapons. Tremendous effort was exerted by some 400 people to make this happen, but even as they approached completion, the king changed his mind again, now asking for 64 large cannons instead. The stress of the news is said to have given Heinrich a fatal heart attack. Still, the endless project continued, this time under Henrik's assistant, Hein Jacobsen. Budgets continued to escalate, effort continued to expand, and the king continued changing the end goal. As an utterly non-essential addition to a gunship, the king asked for some 700 ornate sculptures, which would take a team of expert sculptors more than two years to complete, for them to be attached to the sides, the bulwark, and the transom of the ship. And so it was that on the 10th of August, 1628, the Vasa left Stockholm port for its maiden voyage still unfinished, and before it had been properly tested to ensure it could survive the conditions of the high seas. Meanwhile, the king had found the time to plan a celebration to commemorate the expedition. 
There were fireworks, foreign diplomats attended, there was pageantry, and as the ship sailed away, the gun ports were open with the guns pointing out so they could fire a salute to the dignitaries on shore. Then, suddenly, a gust of wind caught the sails of the ship, causing the massive vessel to tilt severely to port. As the cannons dipped into the sea, water entered in through the open gun ports. Despite a strenuous all-out effort of the crew, water almost instantly flooded into the gun deck and into the hull, further destabilizing the ship. Tragically, it took just 15 minutes for the Vasa to completely sink, taking 53 crew members with it, all within only three-quarters of a mile from shore. And so it was that the most expensive naval project in Sweden's history sailed less than one mile before being buried in the sea. All because the king had made the project almost impossible to safely complete by constantly redefining what finished looked like. What does finished look like to you when you do a project? For some projects, that may be pretty easy to determine, but for others it may not be. There has to be a starting line, a metric that is defined in your project, along with a finish line, the end state or goal. So for example, a process might produce might be producing at 25%, but you want it to perform at 30%. So in this case, 30% would be what done looks like for you. Now I know this sounds simple, but even the king of Sweden failed at this. It can be easy to let this happen, especially when the project is underway. Have you ever watched any of those home improvement shows where the homeowners are involved in the process? Many times the budget goes or the project goes over budget or over schedule or possibly both. Now, sometimes this is unavoidable, but other times it is due to the moving of the goal line by the homeowner regarding what finished looks like. They want to add this or remove that causing the designers to change their plans on the fly in an effort to appease the homeowner. The homeowners did not stick to what they initially proclaimed as to what finished looked like to them. A tool I show people how to use in my Apogee Clarity Masterclass is how to scope their project. This does not mean trying to determine the scope of the impact their project will have, but rather it is determining the physical scope of the project from its first step to the last. By clarifying what departments are to be included in the first step, then all the steps in between, and then the last step, you can come to the conclusion that everything else, all of the departments and activities, are out of scope. The purpose of this exercise is to prevent scope creep as was tragically shown in the story of the Vasa. If your supervisor or partner is the creeper, like the king of Sweden was, politely but clearly tell them no. The scope of this project has already been determined and agreed to by the team of people working on it. Perhaps their suggestion could be the grounds for a different project at a later time and placed into a project hopper. If you are not dealing with a work-related project, consider applying this to any activity around the house. If you're going to clean the garage, do you know what that looks like? Do you have that amount of time right now to accomplish all of it? Or rather, can you scope the project into manageable pieces, clearly identifying what you want to achieve at certain milestones along the way?
By clarifying what finished looks like to you, along with scoping the project, you can increase your chances of success in all of your endeavors. I hope this has been of some help to you, and as always, best to you. Thank you for listening to the Achieving Clarity podcast. We hope you liked it. To hear more tools and strategies to help you in your personal and professional life, subscribe to our podcast. Thank you again.